You're listening to the Sleepy Games Podcast. Stay tuned for episode number 10. Two weeks from now, first guest on the Sleepy <laughs> Games Podcast. <laughs> and and we, we will be promoting it as well because uh, we'll actually be starting our, our social media pages this week um, on Instagram and Facebook and probably some other outlets as well. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Sleepy Games Podcast. What's going on, Sleepy John? How are you? Yo, yo, how's it going? Good, good. It, I, I still want to continue the theme of, of like talking about a movie, I guess movie or, or TV, or even video game that, that, that recently uh, came out that uh, you wanted to talk about. So um, for me, there was one I watched uh, that, was, that wasn't on my radar at all, it kind of just uh, I saw it pop up on uh, Apple TV. I'm just like, like they made a movie about this. Like, how good can this be? And this movie is called Tetris. You hear about okay, Tetris? I, 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 I mean, I didn't hear about. Have you played Tetris? <laughs> yeah, every time. Like, I, I think the movie's a joke. Like, what? what, what could you, is it? Is it some guy like throwing furniture inside of like, like a U-Haul truck or something like that? I, that that'd become somewhat satisfying to watch if he's if he's really skilled at it. <laughs> that was the idea for the game. They, 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 they saw, someone was walking by and saw a furniture truck there, and they saw him trying to try to probably every which way. It's probably a guy that's been moving furniture too long. He's like, you know what? Fuck this. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> so, so actually, uh, the game of Tetris was created by a Russian guy during you know during like the Soviet Russia um, when it was like the USSR, and it, it's, the, the movie's not about how Tetris was created. It's more about how the U.S. gets distribution rights for like its arcade game, um, handheld game, and PC version of the game. And because they have to go through Russia during, you know, this was in the 80s, when, you know, tensions were high, you know, during mm. the Cold War. So what I didn't... So first of all, it stars the actor Taron Egerton, who I, I think has been on a roll lately, like... Like I, I first saw him in Kingsman, you know, where he was still an up and coming actor. Then, you know, more recently he played uh, Elton John and and Rocket Man, and he he he's fantastic in this. He 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 plays the guy who who literally goes to Russia and try to tries to convince that, or basically tells them that they were getting scammed before. But he's at the same time trying to prove to them that he's not trying to scam them because you have like the KGB involved, and anyone that comes into Russia is thinking like they're a spy. You know, so they're thinking he's a spy, like, and try to take advantage of him. And I'm just like, I wasn't expecting, like, this spy espionage thriller of a movie called Tetris, you know? <laughs> well, well, yeah, like, is he, is he, like, square-shaped? Is he, is he line-based? Is he the kind of the, the, the curved one? I don't oh, know. my God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so... So what what I thought was the most like one of the more endearing parts of the movie was was like you had the creator of the game and and Taron Edgerton's character kind of develop like this bromance, so like you know almost a similar bromance to like what we have Sleepy John. Oh, and so it was something I was like really rude for like because like you know like every time you see them in Russia, it's like I feel like I feel like they could just get killed at any time like. 
like you know you're in Soviet Russia I, I, I don't know like I guess as far as the laws go like if they say like one thing that's wrong like they're gonna lock them up for life or something mm, but yeah but yeah, but, yeah. but yeah but anyway uh, surprisingly great film uh, I, like towards the end I was on the edge of my seat like uh, it, uh, it was riveting like the whole time and it's like man I had no idea like how hard it was just to get distribution rights for Tetris but yeah, so th- that's my that's my more modern recommendation for everybody. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, w- it wasn't even on my radar. Well, put it on there, man. Or, or, or just play a game of Tetris. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I was never able to play that game for very long. I'd get kind of mad. Kind of like that, 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 that laughing dog in Duck Hunt. Ah, uh, okay. I'd be like, this is retarded. No one can move this fast. <laughs> did, uh, uh, did you watch anything recently? Well, okay, I, I didn't watch anything uh, like newer. I did do a rewatch this week, so okay. uh, I feel like that's kind of along the same lines because sometimes you rewatch something, you're like, "Huh, shouldn't have rewatched that." So uh, this was a bit of a classic. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I did actually see it shortly after it came out. I was getting a bit older at the time for the target market of its release date. Uh, but I watched this week uh, The Iron Giant, that animated uh, one that came out in, like, 99. Yes, yes, I, I remember that very well. You've, you've seen the movie, then? I'm a fan. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, I... Uh, so I watched that one, uh, and I guess, yeah, I was trying to see, is like, okay, like, you know, do I remember it differently than when it came out and stuff, like, and, and honestly, like, I think it's still a good flick, like, mm-hmm. uh, definitely, you know, family, you know, if you got young kids and stuff like that, I think it's definitely a good move for the whole family and stuff, uh, but, I mean, it is, it, it, it's just an all-in-all good film, and I actually think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, it actually bombed pretty hard, didn't do very good upon its release, uh, so it's, I, I think again, since kind of developed more of this cult following, uh, cause yeah, I think it didn't do very well. I think there was, there was issues with animated films during that time because right. this is, this was the end of 2D, the start yes. of 3D. Exactly. And, uh, and that's like, if you're watching that, you definitely, you'll see that because like the, the 2D animations actually, it's really good. Uh, but yeah, like definitely at the time, I mean, you had like Toy Story, Incredibles, all those things kind of coming up or up and well, coming. Well, so, I think so, shortly so, thereafter. So the director of this one was, he, he did this one before he did the, uh, Incredibles. This was a movie that kind of put him on the map and then Pixar like saw him and was like, hey, make a movie for us. And that's when he did the Incredibles. That's fascinating. I did yeah. not know that. Brad Bur- <laughs> so- Brad Bird is the, is the director. He, like, oh, okay. He, he's yeah. done, a, he's done a lot of great anime. Like he did. He did what Iron Giant Incredibles and he did um, Ratatouille. Yeah. And then uh, we were talking about kind of, I wouldn't say obscure, well, kind of obscure voice acting in that you don't see an actor doing a lot of that because last week we were talking about uh, Sylvester Stallone and Ants, I think. <laughs> and then this one was, uh, was Vin Diesel as the Iron Giant. And again, I don't think he's done any other voiceover work really. Apart well. From- well, he did his like his Riddick stuff. Like he's Whoa, done anything else. You're missing. What a, else has he done? You're missing a very Wait. popular one. Are you talking about Groot? Because technically, yes. he's, still, <laughs> he's still acting. Yeah, but it's voiceover. Yeah, but doesn't he actually act in the? In the no, 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 no. That's not. That's not him. It's not even him. No. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was him. Yeah. So, 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 so him and um, him and Bradley Cooper are not 
like on set during filming. Like th- they do the voiceover work like post production. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Just like that crazy. I, well, I, I do have to hand it to the guy for putting so much variety and emotion and like range on just the three words that he's given to say. Right. So. Well, it, it, I heard too that he actually. He he made sure he wanted to be the one that said it in like in every language. So like for any for all the countries that you know get a different language for that version of the movie, he he's the one that actually does each language. I thought it was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which I assume is much easier since you're only saying three words, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good. For, well, that's gotta. Well, I mean, from his, that's gotta get like kind of. Mind numbing after a while, though. Oh, he probably had so much fun with it, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That, that's cool. I actually didn't know that. He, I don't know. He it, again, like it was a uh, going back to the the Iron Giant. Like it was a good movie. I enjoyed it for like it just being kind of like a kids animation movie. I I think definitely adults can enjoy it too. I don't think it oh, was sure. like I don't think it was needlessly watered down just for kids or anything. Like it was just a no. good, good flick. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, like uh, that, yeah. that 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 movie stood has stood the test of time and like. And you're right. It was just bad timing as far as like the, when it was released because during that transition yes. from TD to to, to, to and, CG, CG animation. Like, yeah, and you know, and it, it it's kind of neat because it's a movie that obviously was made in I think '99 or whatever, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. It takes place in the very early 1950s. Uh, again, going back to the whole Cold War. Yeah, thing the Cold War. About. Yeah, exactly. It always ties back in, <laughs> right, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> We did not plan that out. We did not. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess from there, uh, let's go into the homework and the general theme of today. Mm-hmm. So the theme of today's show is about... Oh, Kurt drum roll, buddy! Is <laughs> someone who I feel like is... I mean, like he's been in the business for so long, but I still feel like he's maybe like, at least for today's... I don't know, generations, whatever, he might be a little underappreciated. Agreed. Um, and, and and that's Kurt Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell, he has many a classics that he's been attached to throughout the years. And he's he's actually been acting since he was 11 years old. Did you know this? That's crazy. I, I, I didn't know that, no. Well, before we go into it, because it's going to tie into our movies... So I have a fun fact about Kurt Russell that I did not know until, you know, preparing for the episode. And so when he was 11, he was his first role was actually in a movie starring Elvis Presley. Oh. And as as this 11 year old kid, he actually he actually kicks Elvis in the leg. I think they're like at a amusement park or whatever, and just like literally just kicks him in the leg, and Elvis like ah, you know, he's like ow. And what's cool is. 16 years later, he he stars in a movie where he plays Elvis about the life of Elvis, directed by John Carpenter, who and, and that's the and that's the first movie where he starred um, in a you know John Carpenter or one of John, John Carpenter's Carpenter, movies. Yeah. yeah, and with our homework, both the movies we watched were directed by John Carpenter. 
It, yeah, it almost felt in some ways that we were almost doing an exploration of both in, in, in some ways because their careers overlap a fair bit, especially in the 80s. Yes, yes. So. The, it, like, yeah, and, and some would say that easily his probably best roles were the ones he did with John Carpenter. Um, mm. He, he, he kind of like really helped him be uh, put him on the map, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I guess I'll start since the movie uh, I watched came out before yours. Um, so, and that's a 1981's uh, Escape from New York. And I will say, so, so I, I, I was a little groggy when I, when I was watching this. And what do you mean groggy? So I, I, I mean, I, I was, I was out for a friend's birthday on Friday and, uh, yeah, we, um, as I said, I, I didn't get much sleep. So I was like, I was in recovery mode, like all of, all of yesterday. Mm. And, uh, and, and I was watching. So like, so literally I, I turned the movie on and I swear the first three minutes of this movie is just the most boring credits I've like ever seen. And I'm like, I, I think that was a thing in the, I, I guess, Hollywood movies back then were like, they didn't get fancy with the credits. And I was just like, you, you literally just showing a name, fades it out, like showing the executive You're supposed producer. to listen to the music, man. It's I know. the music. Okay, so I will say, the, mu- uh, okay, the music <laughs> I, I loved, but, you know, you have like credits compared to like, you know, you watch The Terminator. Like we have that music and the credits are actually kind of cool. There's actually like, some unique font or like pizzazz going on when they display the credits here. It just seemed like it was like, you know, someone's like, Hey, you got, you got all the, all the credits of the movie. And the guy's like, all right, you just want to like, you just want me to stick the names on here, like white, boring font. And then just fade out. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's good enough. Like, like how long you need to be? Oh, three minutes. We need each person to be individually done. You know, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, are you serious? You, you're just going to do this in the, its defense, the whole time? In its defense. Uh, I believe, I, I could be wrong on this one, but I know a lot of John Carpenter's movies were pretty low budget. Like, he yes. made a lot of movies on very low budgets. So. Yes. And in this movie, it's Because this one, it felt like, it felt like a, a very, like, B movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, like, but you, you just have certain standouts in this. But yeah, I, I could tell with some of the effects and, like, as far as the locations, like, they, they didn't really. They probably reused a lot of the same sets of different aspects of the movie, um, you know, to save money here and there. But, but so, so going into it, like, like the first, it definitely was. A, so the first three minutes you hated. That's what. That's what. I was. I, 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 well, so, so, so then going from that, it then establishes the world we're in. You know, you have the text of like how New York City was just turned into like this whole like prison area and everything yeah and how, some lazy how, how, exposition that yeah, yeah, yeah 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 lazy yeah. exposition yeah the, the crime rates through the roof blah 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 yeah. uh then all of a sudden we are um i think it said that we were 97 it was 96 or 97 was where where the I think film it might place. be 97 yeah, yeah 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 i think you're right and um so like the first half hour is basically just like building up to what the story is going to become like you see you see Kurt Russell going down this hallway, but you know he's looking like the badass. He got the eye patch. His name's Snake. I'm like, that's that's awesome, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like and like going into this, like I knew of the character because I've seen like a lot of people's like profiles or avatars. Like they show like hit that that picture of him with the eye patch. I'm like, yeah. So yeah. I'm sure a lot of people connect with this character, and 
Yeah, and I think this is like the fir- the first big character that probably put Kurt Russell like on the map, like as a movie star, you know. And it, and it was cool too. It's, it's like the first actors I'm seeing are him and uh, Lee Lee Van Cleef, who's one of my one of my favorite movies, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, who's the police commissioner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was great seeing the scenes between them. But it, it, and then I'm like, okay, where, where is this going? I know he's going to be like put in like the Manhattan, Manhattan Island and everything. And I'm just like, but why? And then I saw the president comes in and he like, like he crashes into a building and they take over, you know, they kidnap the president and everything. I'm like, okay, this is the story. Let's go, let's yeah. go. But, but, but now we're like over like a half hour into like, until he like finally gets into New York. Right. And then, and then you see, um, you know, he's slowly moving around, just trying to get his bearings, figure out where to go. But but he, he's got a timer on. Like he has to do this within like 24 hours, or else you know the the, the mission's failed, and like he doesn't. Well, get he his. dies. Yeah, he dies. Right. Yeah. And and like in yeah. So but I don't want to spoil what happens. But like but basically that's the whole premise of the movie. So like he has to find this president super quick, and you know he he meets people that. Uh, either like they knew of him before he ended up in jail, or you know because he seemed like such such a legend. Uh, Kurt Russell's character Snake, um, yeah. and it, it was cool too because like he met characters along the way where I was like, okay, so this person's gonna like be his partner throughout, and then like like because like the one the one girl he meets, I think they're, like, they're sharing a cigarette, yeah, and, and I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, so she's gonna be like the love interest maybe, but right. He yeah. dies within three minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's no love like, interest. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? what a nice little role for her. Like, she, she, she gets to act along Kurt Russell, thinking that, okay, we're going to be tag teaming the rest of the movie. And nope, she like is taken underneath the ground and dead. I'm like, okay. That's right. So, once that happened, and once he met some of the other characters, um, uh, 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 Brain and the cabbie driver, and I don't remember the girl's name. Um, but uh, w- once they introduced, like, kind of the general or, 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 or like the heroes. I mean, they're not, there's, there's not really a hero, I guess, in this movie. <laughs> you kind of d- 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 just have your protagonist, your antagonist. But then you have Isaac Hayes, who's supposed yep. to be the, the villain. And, and anyone who is Isaac Isaac Hayes, he's you know he did the theme for Shaft, and he does a uh, chef from South Park. And like, I-, I was getting like some like Mad Max feels from those like Isaac Hayes's kind of uh, mm. you, you know what I mean like cause the, the, well, which one came out though Mad Max or Escape then uh, well, well so Escape came out after the first Mad Max uh, I'm not sure actually when the second Mad I, the second Mad Max and this one might have came out around the same time oh, okay because like really the second Mad Max is when they really kind of introduced like like, That's the Road Warrior, I think. Right, the Road Warrior, yeah. where like you really get to see a lot of the characters, and they kind of went all out with their costumes, yeah, very, very like BDSM type of shit, you know. <laughs> but but with, with Escape from New York, it did not go like that far out. Uh, it was mostly just uh, you could tell he was just the kingpin that took over the land, and you know everyone just yeah, bow, bows to him. The chandeliers that they put on the cars. And stuff. I thought that was cool. That was cool right? as hell. Yeah, yeah. He, it was like it was like he's like he looks like a pimp, you know, like with with, yeah. with, with with a ride like that. So just to wrap things up real quick, the first half hour was a little slow, you know, trying to get into it. I feel like once once all the established characters came in and Isaac Hayes came in and 
you felt the sense of urgency with them trying to get the president back. Like that's when in, that's when the movie got a lot better in my mm. my mind. And then and then towards the end, like there were some characters just chopping like flies. Like <laughs> I, I I I don't want I don't want to go into spoilers or anything, but you you think certain characters will make it? Like because again towards the end, it's like. Just one after the the other, just like boom, dead, boom, dead, boom, dead. I'm like, oh man. But yeah, I, 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 I'll give it like a. It's, it, it's a solid like one thumbs up type movie. Ooh, you know? damn! <laughs> That's it, eh? Like, I, 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 I don't want to say like it's a little like on the overrated side, but I guess I guess I didn't have a connection with it because maybe maybe I didn't watch it when I was younger. Maybe that's. That's that could why. be the thing too, right? Because I mean, if you think about like action movies from the eighties, early nineties, and stuff, like they, they, the good ones were very few and far in between. I find myself, anyways, right? right. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's got something to do with it too. It's interesting what you say about the the credits because I, I feel like, like even going into the early nineties, like there were still movies doing that every now and then. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I think Total Recall has like a a several minute credit opening scene too. Like I, uh, I, I know you watched that one more recently than yeah. I have. I don't know if you remember that yourself, but like I think it takes a couple minutes just to get through the credits on that one, and that they're not anything special. Like I thought it was just kind of something that I think some people did back in the day to try and uh, I think for one to kind of bill actors a bit more, and it, and also too like I think it's just to kind of. I, I, I think it's kind of like the reason that, you know, your name had the, 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 the intro music, right? They're just mm-hmm. like, hey, prepare for something great. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and, and you hope that you don't disappoint. Uh, and if you do, then yeah, then people be like, man, like, what the fuck's going on with that credit thing is, which yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I, guess, I, I was kind of yeah. getting a feeling of like when, when you're watching like a movie in theaters and like you're expecting the movie to come on, like, mm. and then like another trailer comes, like, ah, oh, another trailer. Like, I right. watch the credits, I'm like, oh, there's more credits, more credits. Mm. I'm like, thankfully, you're right. The music was good throughout the whole film. I, I, like, it, it, especially coming from, from John Carpenter, because I know he probably, it, it could have been like the same person who did the score to, like, I don't know, Halloween, because I, because I know he did that one too. So he definitely has a good sense of, like, what's the best type of score to go with the theme of the movie. And I thought it, it did blend very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's uh, an underwhelming reading from uh, James Games there. I wanted to like it more. I did. Uh, you know, maybe, honestly, maybe you'd like the second one more because it's kind of the same. I'm not but watching it. You're not, eh? No. <laughs> <laughs> if I like this one more, I would watch it. But since I was underwhelmed, I'm like, nah. Uh <laughs> Well, it's interesting for me because the first one I saw was actually the second one in theaters, and that's okay. when, like, that's like, and uh, well, it was an interesting thing because, like, uh, I I think we all went, if I'm not mistaken, and because my old man like thought it was gonna be a great movie because he obviously liked the first one, and he walked out there pretty disappointed, <laughs> like, and I had nothing to go on. I was like, well, I thought it was a pretty good flick. Like, what are you talking about? And then I watched the first one. I was like, oh, okay, I can see why. It, I can see why there's like that. There's like a disjointment there. Like it, it's it, it's almost like as as different as you know, like Evil Dead movies kind of transition. Also, almost like a different genre completely by the third one. Yes. 
yeah, it, I think that that's kind of what was happening here. It's like it's not really the same. It's the same movie, but it's not like it's. And anyways, but yeah, that's enough talking about Escape from yes. New York. I guess. Let's go to with your homework. Mine was the thing, uh, which was I think released in 1982. Uh, yeah, apparently said to be one of the classic four movies of all time, basically. Uh, ironically, another one that I think did, uh, very poorly when it came out. It did. Actually, going with the theme from last week, uh, and this is something, because again, like, the more you kind of start thinking about this, the more you do see it a lot. Uh, the thing apparently came out right around the same time as uh, E.T., and uh, if you know anything about movies, <laughs> that was a pretty big movie at the time. <laughs> so, and uh, I think it was actually going against a couple other ones. It was like Star Trek or something at the time, too. So it being an outer space thing about an alien, like I, just just that alone doesn't make me too surprised that it bombed as badly as it did. That said, uh, one thing I was pretty excited about when I saw that, uh, I didn't know Keith David was in it. Uh, Ooh, love I Keith always, David. Yeah, anything he's in I usually enjoy, so... Or actually, I shouldn't say I, I haven't seen anything with him that I haven't enjoyed, but... Uh, the visual effects, special effects, like, uh, pretty impressive, given, you know, 1982 and stuff, like, because... That was right around the same time as, I think, uh, the first Terminator movie, give or take, I think, a few years. And that one scene where he's cutting at his eye, like, if you know it, you know it in Terminator, the first one. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, really bad CGI, or, or actually, non-CGI, I should say, really bad uh, uh, special effects for that one in Terminator. Whereas I didn't find the thing had any of that. Like, it's just kind of gruesome, gory, weird... Um, I wouldn't say it's like a really, it's not a scary movie more as it is like, it's just kind of unnerving. If, if you know, like you're not going to get any jump scares from that movie. It just, it's very off putting. And, uh, I, I can definitely see why people call it kind of a classic because it, it definitely has a lot of kind of very classic tropes that it deals with, except that I think in this case, it's not necessarily copying them. It's almost like creating its own. Uh, even with kind of how they, they leave the ending pretty open-ended, you're not really sure uh, at the end if they're both... They, they, they could both be the thing. They could, Neither of them could be the thing. One of them could be the thing. Like, you know, if you've seen the movie, you, you'll, know, you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, I, I was actually kind of surprised, I think, how much I liked a horror movie from that age. Not to say that there aren't any horror movies from that that... Uh, that era or whatever that aren't good. But yeah, it actually is a pretty solid movie. I'm not surprised given that uh, it does have Kurt Russell in it because everything that has Kurt Russell in it I enjoy thoroughly. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, like I, I hadn't seen it. I, I Really, to be honest, like I had heard of it. I didn't really know anything about it going into it at all. I had no idea what it was about. Um, so it was pretty, you know, pretty interesting, right? Like, so I, I, I did, I did like it, uh, it, pretty good movie for just being a horror movie. I think it's a lot of the things that make it good are probably a lot of the things that maybe in some ways, like if you get like a new viewer today going to watch a movie like that, they might be like, eh, it just kind of seems like a run in the mill horror movie. But I think that's exactly the point. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of creating like 
the all the tropes and everything that that come with it right like i think it kind of like how halloween with was another john carpenter one started a lot of that slasher things in the 1980 uh but no like i i really enjoyed watching it it was a good Kurt Russell movie, and I think that that's a good way to kind of segue into the whole Kurt Russell thing. So yes, yes, yeah. So I guess to start off, I guess we should kind of go into if you had to pick your favorite Kurt Russell film, what would it be? Okay, there, there's three that stand out to me a lot. I mean, you already kind of crapped on the one <laughs> because it was your homework so. okay okay let's not say crap on it okay there's a difference between saying a movie's bad and a movie's underwhelming yeah but i mean like this, this that's probably like one of my like all-time faves and you're like yeah it's a bit underwhelming like it's the equivalent of crapping on you <laughs> oh come a, on you took a massive steaming shit all <laughs> over my movie anyways uh two other ones that i really uh, also like from him the other one, another uh, John Carpenter flick, Big Trouble in Little China. Can we talk about that one for a little bit? We certainly can. <laughs> because I can talk about that one all night, baby. Jack Burton's got all the time in the world, baby. <laughs> so, so I actually, I actually never watched that film when I was a kid. I, I watched it uh, within this past year. I watched it for the first time, and I was really upset with myself how I waited this long to watch it. Really? Yeah, because I I loved so much about this movie, and I'm just like, why did I never watch this when I was a kid? Like, I would have been all for just like the whole, you know, the, like the whole the whole majesty of it all, like the the, whim, the whimsy of it, like how I didn't take it too seriously was wacky, and it felt like like I never seen Kurt Russell have where he he played that, like that tough guy attitude, but he still had great comedic timing at the same <laughs> like all at once. I was like, oh my god, they found a great balance here between, like, the absurdity, the comedy, and the action. Yeah. I, 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 I was transfixed the whole time. and uh, But, but I mean, I, I'm sure this is this is one of your favorites. It, it is one, one of mine as well, so I'm sure you have a lot more to say. Because I've only right. seen it once. I mean, how many times have you seen it? Oh, I, I don't know, man. It, it was one of those flicks where every now and then you catch it on TV back in the day. Obviously, I didn't own it. And uh, every time, like, I'd be like, oh, crap, <laughs> it's on here. It didn't matter what you were doing before. That's what you were doing that <laughs> night. <laughs> watching some watching some Jack Burton glory. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's just, I, I guess for me, that one maybe has uh, more nostalgia because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I've, I've watched it. Like, I guess many times over the course of my life, I, I, I don't know. It, it's just, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting one. Cause yeah, like it, it definitely, it, it's one of those ones where it's kind of ridiculous over the top, but it's completely in on the joke too. Yeah. Which, yes, yes, it is. Yeah. And I, I think that that's where some movies don't really quite get that. But I also think, and again, Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe there's another John Carpenter movie that bombed pretty hard when it came out. I cannot see that movie doing well in the box office. Yeah. Like, how do you market that movie? (laughs) I don't know how you market that. Well, and and, and that's the thing, right? Like, and it just seemed like he just, he had one, like, bomb after another. And obviously with Kurt Russell and some of these, too. And, like, you look at them now and you're like, man, like, these were were fucking gems. Like, but again, like, I think they were a bit ahead of their, their time, right? So... 
I think that's what was kind of going on with that. So, but, uh, it, yeah, I think for, for just dumb lines, like you can even, I, I think you can actually still buy the shirt, uh, that he wears. Cause he's got that, that kind of weird, uh, shirt that Jack Burton wears in the movie. You can actually, I think you can buy them online. I suppose uh, you don't own it. I suppose, I suppose you, you haven't, you haven't been, you, you weren't Jack Burton for Halloween. Uh, I mean, you're just making assumptions on both yeah. of those things. <laughs> You know, you know, old Jack Burton <laughs> doesn't go out, doesn't go out without one of those gems of a shirt. It, like he, he's probably like the most likable. Like, like, like I, I fell in love with that character like right away. Like once he's on screen, I was like, oh my god, I connect with this character so much. Like he, he's a very everyman type of guy. I mean, yeah. He's a freaking trucker. I mean, he's a trucker. I mean, yeah. how simple can you get? Um. It, 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 it really, as far as the, the, the cast was good too, I, I liked the, the, the love interest who was, uh, with the girl from Sex in the City. Uh, uh, Sarah Jessica or whatever? No, I think, I think it's Kim Cattrall. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, um, okay. <laughs> I, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I believe, I believe, I believe she's the one that plays Samantha. She has sex with everyone. Oh. <laughs> Okay. You, probably, you, you probably don't understand that reference. I, I got I, honestly, man. I, I don't think I've ever actually seen a single episode of uh, Sex in the City. No, it's not from the so. episode. It's it, it's it's from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. you remember my opinions on that. I know movie. you're not the biggest fan <laughs> of that. I know. We, we, we have an episode where we strictly go into comedies and. That that may or may not be in my top ten or twenty. <laughs> well, there you go, and then I'll I'll take a big steaming shit yeah. on that one for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I have a lot more to say, but let's not get sidetracked. As we usually do. So, anyways, picture of a little China. So, I feel like both of us. That's definitely like a must-watch. Kurt Russell and John Carpenter. Like a glory making magic day. together, yes. little little magic is, in the movie. That is that is a magic <laughs> through and through. I, I I think you'd be hard pressed to find another similar movie to that. Like in terms of just the the genre, like the the, the feel, the energy, the humor, everything like you, that. You, you can't make a movie like that anymore. You can't. It, no. it, it it is it is a thing of its own. Like if you like, I, I feel like it's one of those things. If you like the title. You'll like the movie. If you think that the title is fucking stupid and nonsensical, you're probably not gonna like the movie because that's exactly <laughs> what the movie is. <laughs> All right, now can I go into one of my faves? Give her. So my fave is uh, Tombstone. Ah, I figured you were going to say that. It is a. Uh, definitely a gem of uh, the Western genre for sure. Yes, I, I I think you have Kurt Russell playing Wyatt Earp, and it is actually segue into last week's episode. Um, they made two Wyatt Earp movies within this within the same. I don't know if it was I think it was within a year of each other. Like Tombstone came out, and then a movie called Wyatt Earp was came Kevin out. Kevin Costner, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And, and and that was obviously the the lesser of the two. Um, hmm. I think that one was like over three hours long or something too. They're always too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. 
Tombstone was the perfect runtime. You had you had. Oh, I meant Kevin Costner movies are always too long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, 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 I guess in the '90s you thought longer was better. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so in Tombstone, you, you literally have. First of all, the cast is incredible. The whole cast, like not just like the 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 main four heroes, where you got Kurt Russell. Val Kilmer, it, it might be that might be my favorite Val Kilmer role. Hundred percent, yeah. As oh, yeah. Um, Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. He, his delivery, the way he plays that character, is perfection. Um, I, I mean, I, I was even thinking about some of the lines. I, I think one of my favorite lines was when uh, is where the one bad guy was like, "You're <laughs> like you're so drunk, you're probably seeing double of me right now." He's like. Well, I got two guns, one for each of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was my, because I, I was pretty sure you were going to bring that one up. And that was yeah. gonna be my thing is that it is a great movie. It's a great Kurt Russell movie. However, I will say that Val Kilmer overshadows it in his performance. He absolutely it is, does. It yes. is definitely his best, his best performance, I think, mm-hmm. in any movie. And, uh, and it shows, right? So. Yeah, I, I I can't like I I can watch as far as far as like I I have such a love for westerns so of course it, it would be my favorite for that and, and Tombstone as well like it, I I saw that one for the first time more recently I think it was like less than two years ago um, also when I, I didn't see it I mean I guess I didn't watch many R rated movies when I was a kid um, but. Kurt Russell, like he, he definitely had ha, has a presence on screen as that character. Uh, and, and I always think of the one part in the in the movie like, towards the end where he's taken down. Um, I forget all the all, all the enemies' names. I know, I know Johnny Ringo. I can't forget that name. But I forget the other characters. But I remember they're like in like the like the creek or whatever. And the one guy pulls out his gun, and Kurt Russell's like, "No!" With like slow motion, is like blast it, yeah. blast it. I'm like, man, they even got, got really Hollywood for that part. <laughs> yeah, it's the, a little over the top, you know. But the, <laughs> the 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 one thing of that movie, I uh, it's the very 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 end. I hated it. Hated it. The very very end. The very 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 end. Like I hate it. I don't think it's a good a good close to that movie. I think it. It, it took, and I remember the first time watching that, and I was like, man, like, kind of like, mem- remember that, that little hamster at the end of The Departed? Uh, th- this is the same you thing. You keep naming different animals for this. I, I, it, it's a hamster at the <laughs> end. It's kind of scurrying across that railing there, and, uh. Yeah, cause that's what hamsters do. They love scurrying across well, railings. Well, that's just it. They just like, scurry around doing their hamster-like things. <laughs> Anyway, uh, can, can you remind me like what, what the very last scene is in Tombstone? Because I'm just picturing like them showing a previous it's... scene of the four of them walking down like <laughs> okay. to the OK Corral. Correct together. me if I'm wrong. It's with him and the woman there, and then they have this little dance thing where he's just like, "Oh, I'll dance with you, baby," or something like that. And she's just like, "He's just like, well, like I'm broke," and then she's just like, "I'm not. I'm rich," or some crap. Like I, I, I don't know. It was just it got too. It looked like the end of a rom-com. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, the way you're describing it. But that that's exactly how it felt the first time I was watching this. I was like, this is a, this is a fine scene. You could have just thrown this 
earlier on, it's not a way that I would have wrapped up this epic western of the shootout, the OK Corral, and all that stuff. I was just like, you, you shat on the ending. I don't know who the fuck was was behind that, but I, I think that. I heard there was directing issues with that movie from day one, and that Kurt Russell was actually kind of... He was the director. Yeah, he was the ghost director, basically. Yes, so yes he was. I, I imagine that would create some issues, too, sometimes, so I, I don't know. Well, it, 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 I'm glad you brought that up, because I literally thought the ending was with uh, Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday, when Doc Holliday is on his deathbed... Um, well, again, I mean, I'm not. Ta- I'm talking like the very, very ending. I'm not saying that the ending of the movie is not good. The no, ending no, was great. No, I'm no, just no, saying no, like no, the no, last. No, wait, 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 wait. I'm saying that's what I thought the ending was. Yeah, rewatch that. I'm pretty sure. I-, I could be wrong. It's been quite a while since I've seen it, but I'm pretty sure that the credits kind of wrap with after that little dance number between uh, Kurt yeah, Russell so it, it, and it's whoever his abrupt. squeeze was. Yeah, it's like oh, and that, okay, yeah, it's over. and and that's why I was just like, man, like this. It, it, it's just it's not it's not fitting for this movie in, in my mind anyways and like and, and, and again like so uh, but again it, it's a terrific movie like I love that movie I love that western like got really good lines in it it's a terrific movie I'm not it's just that, that very like kind of like kind of like the hamster in the department that, that's all I'm gonna say that's gonna be my new way of like shitting on an ending I'll be like it's a good movie good ending there's a fucking hamster at the end of it though <laughs> I thought we should think of a name of this hamster. <laughs> It'd be like a, a pet hamster. For, for oh, the I, I like it. Even I though like it's a it. rat, we're calling it a hamster, so... He, he low-key had a great uh, Christmas movie under his belt with the Christmas Chronicles. He did. Well, I will say, and I said this last week just super quickly, Overboard is definitely one of my favorite like romance rom-com movies. Oh, it is? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, I don't know, that's, that was pretty good. And, uh, just for, I, I, I don't really know what genre, I guess it's more of a comedy. Captain Ron, that's a, that's a bit of a guilty pleasure of mine. I like that one. I haven't seen either of those. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen Overboard? I have not. Damn. Damn. Captain Ron's pretty good too. I just thought Overboard. I, don't know, I thought it was a bit of a classic. Like, kind of figured. Uh, I don't know. Kind of figured you'd have seen it. Is he Captain Ron in Overboard? Is he the same character? Uh, it, no. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Ca- Captain Ron. He, he's Captain Ron. You he, he won't. You won't not recognize him. Oh, okay. Uh, in Overboard, yeah, he's just he's just a carpenter. So another another everyman. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh well because the. Okay, it's been a long time since I've seen this, but basically the the gist of it is she's like some rich chick. She's got like a yacht. He's supposed to come on and build like a closet for her, and she ends up like not paying him. And uh, so obviously that that he gets pissed off and stuff. He needs to get paid. He's got like four or five kids, I think, with him, like four or five boys, because he's a widow, I think. And then uh, she ends up going overboard, just smacking her head. And forgetting who she is, and then he basically makes her believe that she's the mother of these five children because he's trying to get his like payback like, <laughs> for not getting paid. It and it like I don't know if it sounds like a ridiculous thing that they, they make it work, and it's actually like it's a fun it's a fun movie. It's a it's just it's a funny romance kind of movie. Like I, I enjoyed it, but again, I don't feel like a lot of actors could pull it off either. So. Uh, you actually, you actually made me think of something because now, if, if we want to go into Quentin Tarantino movies next week, um, that's maybe, what we're doing. 
Quentin Tarantino, eh? Hey. Uh, so, I know we've probably both seen all Quentin Tarantino movies, so I'm trying to think if there's one where I you have... I might not have seen everything. I don't know. There's a lot. No, there's only nine. Okay. <laughs> is that all there is? <laughs> well, he, he, he said he said publicly that he's only, he only wants to make ten films. Okay. Uh, it, really? It, his tenth one will be his, his last. Okay. And that's what he says, allegedly. Um, but, um, so, ha- have you ever seen the movie uh, True Romance? No, I haven't. Starring Kristen Slater? No, is that a Quentin Tarantino one? So, Quentin Tarantino did not direct this movie. Actually, Tony Scott, the same guy who did, like, Top Gun. Um, yeah. But Quentin Tarantino wrote this movie. Okay. He didn't direct it. Um, so I think it'd be good to watch this because it's a, it's Quentin Tarantino-esque movie. Right. That maybe not a lot of people have seen. And, you know, because we, we want, we want, you know, our listeners to kind of see the more obscure films, not the ones that like everyone else has seen all the mainstream stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think this one has probably flown under the radar for a lot of people. So, I think this would be a good one for both of us to watch. Okay. And then we could go into a deeper discussion on Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, so so that's it for our show this week. Uh, for for uh, our theme of Kurt Russell. We hope that he is much more loved than he... <laughs> because we still think, feel like he's underappreciated. But I'm hoping that he gets the recognition he deserves. Because um, I, I still think he'll be acting a good while. Uh, before he hangs up, hangs up his uh, his boots, I guess. But um, yes, yeah, so, so next week, look forward to our our next scene for Quentin Tarantino and Quentin Tarantino esque type movies. There's a lot more than you think. Um, but nine, me, there's nine. There's the, yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's nine. Okay, <laughs> that is kind of confirmed. So we will will see everybody here next week. Uh, Thanks for listening. I'm James Games, Sleepy John. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Cheers.